0: Hey Purpose Peeps, this is Dina Wiggins of DinaWiggins.com, your sister in Purpose and me, Sultan. So today, Purpose Peeps, I want to welcome you. I welcome you to The Spark Life, the place where our growing community of Purpose Peeps comes together to unlock. Unlock what sparks you, unlock what makes you come alive. And learn from other purpose peeps how to leverage it, how to build your sparked life and create more results that matter. So purpose peeps, one question. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. Well, welcome purpose peeps. To Thank this you. edition of the Spark Life Podcast. We have got such a treat today. We have my new best friend, Joyce Rayru, And I mean, we met and it's like we have known each other for like years. And um, I'm just so um, awesome to share you with her. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Okay. So Joyce has a remarkable career in global development, in the global development industry. Her collaboration and contributions to making an impact globally have been admired by many people worldwide. She has a strong understanding of uplifting cultural differences for the sake of honoring humanity in our communities and around the world. (sighs) I could just pause right there. Um, Being born and raised in Kenya and moving to the U.S., her story tells a real journey of resilience and following your inner star, no matter how scary that journey looks for any of us. She has had her fair share of experiences of climbing the corporate ladder as a woman, as a woman of color and a mother. So she gets the intersectionality that we're experiencing, Purpose Peace. Her story is inspirational of what it means to leave a life of purpose. When she finally reached the top of her career and realized it's like an empty black hole. And we're going to talk about that some more later. She was awakened to living a life of purpose and intention. Her energy and warmth are liberating. After many years of being an HR practitioner, she found her purpose and liberation when she finally said yes to her calling and began coaching and working with leaders. Joyce is the founder of Rise Above Coaching, love that, an executive and leadership coaching firm based in Washington, D.C., shout out to the DMV, that works with international NGOs and associations. She resides in Maryland with her two lovely daughters. Now, check this out. Joyce has coached people from all levels of the workforce and cultural backgrounds, from senior executives to entry-level professionals. She has a proven record of helping people become better communicators and achieve a greater sense of purpose and balance in their lives. And dot, dot, dot. She serves on the board of directors for the District of Columbia Society for Human Resource Management or SHRM. She partners with Metro DC International Coaching Federation and leads their racial equity community of practice. Joyce holds a master's degree in human resources management and a master's in business administration from the University of Maryland University College, my alma mater. And she is certified as a senior professional in human resources. And she also received a designation of certified executive leadership coach by the Georgetown University Institute for Transformational Leadership. This is when the crowd goes. Welcome, Joyce. Welcome, welcome,
1: welcome. Thank you so much, Tina. It is such an honor. Thank you. Oh, my God. What an
0: introduction. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it just gives me truth bumps. What yeah. gives me truth bumps is that um, the part about um, your liberation, the part about how um, you are such an authentic woman of purpose that just speaking with you, it's like you are connecting with someone you've known forever. And this person is giving you like unbridled freedom to like be yourself and just go with where the conversation goes, which I think is like so critical. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I wanted to start with just what it was like to transition from being born and raised in Kenya and moving to the U S so that's a huge shift.
1: It is, it is, it feels like it's, you know, 180, when you look at, when you talk about culture shock, right, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, experiencing something magical because of, you could see the opportunity, right, um, when, you know, uh, growing up as a young kid um, and, you know, watching my father, because actually he was actually in, he traveled a lot around the world and made such a huge impact with people, um, mm-hmm. so that's kind of where my, my curiosity of the world came <laughs> Through all these eyes, you know. Um, So here I am, you know. um, You know, was obviously raised in Kenya, um, Mm -hmm. and then came to the U.S. And um, I tell this story because it's, you know, I have a uh, 13-year-old who's going to high school, and I feel Mm -hmm. it feels so scary for her. Mm -hmm. Now imagine me coming into this whole new world, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Everything moves so fast. Um, I even questioned myself, people thought, oh, you're such an introvert because it's like, wow, every, you know, I felt so small and like, cause it was mm-hmm. just, it was really big. Um, but also I knew that, you know, with, with everything I had been taught and everything that was in me, you know, um, I was in the right place. Mm. So that, that transition, it, it, you know, it was, it was very liberating, like you just said, to see to see those opportunities for me, you know, um, but it still can't, I cannot take away the struggle of that, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the struggle of getting to, even though I did, you know, I was very grounded with my, you know, a, a language, I could speak the language so mm-hmm. that at least was not a barrier. Um, but still fitting in, you know, felt like, what does that look like for me? You know? Um, and it's, it's actually funny, like today we talk about it, even when you cross the lines of race, when growing up in Kenya, we were never, we never saw that. Like everybody was almost equal. Like, um, you know, it was just, it was just a beautiful community. You know, we never had a lot of differences. Everybody looked out for each other, you know, and when coming here, you know, I spend even sometimes I can't even tell you who my neighbor was when I was growing up uh in Silver Spring, you know. I yeah, you, get, you know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like you feel like very alone and you're kind of moving on your own, <laughs> you know, your own self. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really that was probably one of the most different things. Mm-hmm. Um, um so yeah, so that was a really empowering
0: transition. For sure. It sounds like it. And it sounds like even when you're speaking about that, what I'm hearing is like some of the seedlings of your purpose. Right. And so, um, like, what would you say that experience and that transition to coming here and having the culture change and all of the other things that you learned and grew through and like how that shows up in your work now? And how that relates to, like, following your, what what do you call it, your inner star. Your inner star. Yeah, so my inner star has always been big. You know, as you can see, I,
1: I, you know, it's almost a gift um, to connect with people. And Mm -hmm. you, you know, we even today in leadership, we talk about the power of relationships. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I don't think people really understand what that means. Um, Cultivating, when you, when you. When you meet somebody, when you when you talk to people, and allowing people to just when you come up come across somebody and you you look at this person in front of you and you know this person is whole. They bring so much. You know, if you walk into that space with that, you know that's that's your life purpose. And you ask me following my star. I mean, um, that's where your values are very important. You know, what you believe in is very important uh, because even when you know, when, when things happen, you have that anchor, you know, you have an anchor of, of, of who you are as a person, you know, and, and that you make a difference and never let anybody, you know, uh, Tara Banks said the best, maybe shine your doll, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I, as you see, I grew up and that's why I followed my purpose. I knew that, you know, this, this, this star inside of me um, and, and the, you know, the the power of being authentic and the power mm. of, uh, you know, being okay with making mistakes and being okay with experiencing life. And I think that's the biggest piece. A lot yes. of people, you know, are always putting themselves in the box because they do not want to experience life, you know? And yes, have I made mistakes in life? Yes. Yes. That's part of it, you know? um and you look back now you're like you know and those if you take those mistakes they really make you who you are you know mm-hmm. um you know I'm strong now because I got my two kids and I thought oh my god what is it you know this is you know am I ready for this you know mm-hmm. uh, but in that process you know I I accomplished I went to school got my master's uh, you know my career was there and I'm still there for my daughters every single day
0: you know mm-hmm. um so there is there is a balance um when you have
1: that purpose in life.
0: Mm. Oh my gosh. So many juicy nuggets there. What I heard when you were talking about um, just the, your love for your affinity toward um, cultivating relationships is the curiosity and wonder that you bring to the relationship. Like um, not with this like, you know, pre-determined like notion about the person, but just kind of being present to how, who the person is, how they show up, what they bring to um, the conversation and the experience. And I think that is so juicy because a lot of people will talk about relationship, but you, what I'm hearing is like the embodiment of being relational and like that's a, that's a different thing. And um, That's so juicy. And I also love um, even the legacy portion of being a woman on purpose, being someone that is um, pursuing her dreams, pursuing her interests, but also being a mom and just how that's really leaving an imprint on our children that see us in the grind, that see us out there doing things, that see us out there making mistakes Mm-hmm. Right, And that being a conversation perhaps that's across the dinner table, right? Yeah. And so then that's giving permission for people to be um, more explorative in their lives, right? Correct. And um okay. oh my gosh, that's so juicy. and yeah, um, yeah because it's like um, we the thing the richness in life is not on the piece of paper, which is um, it, it's an important pathway, Correct. but it's in the okay. experience right? Malcolm Gladwell talks about that and getting those juicy 10,000 hours in of like the practice that like brings us to, you know, mastery and all the things that we experience with that type of like focus and um, determination and grit and curiosity. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. So tell, tell the Purpose Peeps about what it was like to um, you know, have come here, pursued your goals, and kind of like rising the top of that, you know, ladder, getting a seat at the table, and then what happened? <laughs> and then the black hole happens, right?
1: <laughs> and, and, you know, we, we talk about that, and, I, and I'm going to bring two pieces. Um, mm-hmm. Even having worked in the international NGO world for a long time, Um, obviously I'm seated here in the HQ office In most of the companies that I've worked in, but we also support, you know, the most of my support was always in the field, you know, Mm -hmm. like the countries, you know, it could be Africa, uh, Latin America, um, you know, um, Asia, you know, so I've kind of been across the globe uh, with supporting people. And they always said, you know, they always said, um, you know, they don't know what in HQ. There was always a disconnect between yeah. the people who are sitting in the field in the countries versus us here in the HQ office, right? And, mm-hmm. and even though they go, we go, we we might, you know, we feel a lot of the executives or leaders might travel to these countries. Um, it's it's they still, um, you know, they still did not understand the difference. And I'll, I, I'm coming back to, you know, what I what going back to my career. You know, here I am. Mm-hmm. You know, as you said, it's it's you know, you get your credentials, you know, I went to school, got my masters, you know, HR, my and, and I and then I got to a career in HR and they're like, Well, you don't know the business piece of it. Like you're all about heart.
0: You know, I'm like, Okay. So wait, I women, wait, um, women, wait, wait, wait. say that again for the people in the back of the room <laughs> because I think that's that's key. That's key. Yeah. So basically
1: they, I come in and they are like, I was like, okay, you you just, you have too much heart. You're all about the people. You don't have the business piece of it. Right. And I'm like, wait, you know what? I'm educated. I got a master's in HR because that's what I wanted to do. So then I went back to school Mm -hmm. and got my MBA. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make a statement, you know, Um, I I learned i got my MBA and I learned the business side of it, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which was very helpful. Um and even as again as I as I go up to my career and I'm applying for jobs, you know, and I got good jobs, but eventually, you know, I was like, okay, you know, what's next? You know, okay, here I am, I'm ready, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and then they're like, okay, well, how do you know you know yourself in a you know so much about human resources and you know that body. I was like, wow, I mean, I have a master's in HR. So what does that mean? You know, Right. Um, I was like, okay. So I went back, you know, and I got my certification as my, you know, SPHR, which is the highest credentialing right. that you can get in HR. Right. Um, so that comes that, you know, and yes, I, you know, I, I started as a HR assistant. So I move up to an HR generalist. I've been an HR manager. Um, and, you know, and I was very intentional about my career. Like, you know, how I was going to progress. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I got to my, you know, I got to, you know, where the, the level that I wanted to get to HR director and maybe Mm -hmm. I wanted to go a little bit higher Mm -hmm. um, to maybe
0: a VP of HR, you know, but Mm -hmm. when I got to the, You were on on this linear path.
1: I was on this linear path. Yeah. Yeah. The whole linear path that every, everybody follows that, you know, Mm -hmm. that, um, but you know, when, when you get there, Mm -hmm. when you get there, it's, it's, when you talk about the black hole and that's how even maybe I see that now I see what the international people used to talk about HQ is it's not what you expected, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, you almost feel like, wow, you know, you know, and it's, it's, you know, HR is a, is, I mean, it's one of those, probably one of the most underestimated professions mm-hmm. because of what we bring to the table and working with, you know, for the better good of the organization, but also, you know, when you have people in your offices, who are crying and, you know, you know, they just, you know, they just want to be hard. They just want Mm -hmm. to, you know, they just want to feel like they matter, you know? Mm, Yeah. And most of the time they're not even talking about the work, you know, they're Mm -hmm. really talking about them as people, as human beings, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that's how I felt. I was like, okay, I got all these credentials, you know, but Mm -hmm. it is such a, disconnect to your purpose you know if you're you know um, you really have to live in what feels right to you because half of it I've, you know people say wow you know people have given me you know they come they write me emails unsolicited of stuff and they tell you you know what impact you had mm-hmm. um, and so and now I went back and I read through those um, and it was never about oh because you know you gave me a pay increase it was Never about because you know you did my performance review and you looked mm-hmm. at it. You know, it's always about it's the way you treated me, you know. And even I've done mm-hmm. a lot of exits. I've done a lot of exits for you know with, you know reduction of force with teams, and that process of making people feel like they're actually people is very yes. critical. Yes, it is. Right? So when you know um, when you get to that top, and you know you 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 almost can never get an answer or like, let me say, yeah, you, you feel like, okay, you're always hitting, you know, hearing the rock, you know, you're like, okay. So, um, but it's, it's different when you're following your purpose, because when you're following your purpose, you have, um, you know, you have this sense of joy, I would say, you know, it's just fulfillment. Fulfillment. It's fulfillment, you know, um, and it feels so authentic. You know, mm-hmm. And 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 that's why I transitioned instead of doing coaching with leaders, because I think when leaders um, leaders are, 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 are obviously some of the you know leaders have their positions they know how to do the strategy stuff that piece mm-hmm. they just they know that's that's why right. leaders but right. that piece the the balancing relationship versus an uh, organizational objectives you know, um, there's there's something called polarities that they talk about in leadership, right? Yes. Where where our culture, society has taught us either or. Like, it's like, you can't have both.
0: (laughs) That to me is the biggest shift that's like happening right now. It's like a revolution to get to the the systemic and integrated, you know, way of being and more of the yes and and both and. And so, and it really speaks to um, more of a, like a transition, and so it's not like, um, throwing out the baby with the bathwater, but helping the baby to become a toddler, to become, you know, or whatever, as we go through our, you know, stages of development and our rising, um, evolution as human beings and more conscious and involved, you know, human beings that, you know, and I, and I love so much about your journey and just even with your, you know, education and just being so committed to being that bridge between the heart, which I call the, the, um, the art, which I call the heart rather and Mm -hmm. the science, like, you know, coming together. Um, and I think that's another like huge shift that's happening. And, um, you know, and to me, it sounds like the um, marriage between, um, like the masculine energy and the construct and the results and the focus on things. And you have to have that, but then also it's like that feminine embodiment that's around the healing, that's around the um, intuition, that's around the, you know, um, understanding and around the applied wisdom, you know, kind of coming together. And so I love the focus now with leadership around um, authenticity, mm-hmm. um, vulnerability, um, yeah. like really having your ear and your heart to the ground to really hear you know, what's happening. And to me, this time of COVID is like making that happen, like what normally would take years. It's like happening in weeks, right? Yeah. Because it's like, that's the requirement of now. And -hmm. in order to be um, adaptive, to be, um, to survive this unique time that we're in, and to also calibrate to thriving, it's like, we have to like, become more adaptable. We have to like, we don't have a choice but to hear. Correct. Right. So before it was trying to like convince and being an advocate for the field and being an advocate for a middle management and the precious people that are closest to the customer or client. And so now it's like, Oh no, we gotta have that because if we don't have that, we don't know how to pivot. Yes. We don't know how to pivot. Yes. Like it, it's, it's, it's just impossible. Oh my gosh, this is so juicy. Yeah. So having all of these perspectives um like what do you what what have been some of your surprises or greatest learnings from working with all levels within the organization and working with um um, field employees from so many different um, countries and cultures like what is what are some of your key takeaways from that rich knowledge and experience
1: you know one of you know one of um one of my key takeaways and that's a great question one is their ability to just observe, too, you know, because um, I think a lot of people walk where they see it, but they, you know, it's not, they, they see it, but they're not really paying attention to it, right, um, and we see that a lot in meetings. People really do come in with their own agendas, you know, mm-hmm. um, and their own experiences, you know, and and you know it's so funny like you said the intuition you know you talk about intuition and people think that's a facade thing like you tell a leader to follow the intuition they're like no what are you talking about right but Mm -hmm. sense you know when somebody is when you have to ask the right questions to and be patient to Mm -hmm. ask oh you know you know tell me more about that you know Mm -hmm. um and and the part of questioning and instead of making assumptions is is one of my biggest takeaways about leaders, uh, about, you know, this whole experience for me, even for me as a person who I say, wow, I understand cultures. I've worked with people around the world. I, you know, it, it's, you, you learn, like you, there's so much learning and there's so much, you know, people experience things every, all the time. And through those experiences, you, you grow and through those experiences, um, people form their own beliefs on stuff, you know, um, and that's kind of, that's where the society is just kind of sometimes moves without any intention or purpose. Um, so one of my biggest thing is that is like you, you, you have to be able to pay attention to, you know, really pay attention, really check in the way you show up in these meetings,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: is so critical. The way you show up, the way you walk on the hallways, you know, the way you, you, you're in the grocery store and, you know, and, you know, being present and yes. actually exactly that, you know, and, and, you know, my kids have taught me presence, like the biggest thing, because, you know, I could be like, mm, and they know I'm not paying attention because mm-hmm. I'm like, on my phone. Yep. Um, they'll call and, you they will, and they'll call you on it. Imagine if we could do that in the workplace, you yes. know, and, and have a space where we're not going to be retaliated because I could say, you're not hearing me you know mm. um you're not hearing me and me and sometimes you make you know and it's okay sometimes you got to make business decisions of course mm-hmm. you know but make sure it's not just about the business make sure you you ask about the person like you know you know is is what's happening you know because sometimes that's all people want is, is somebody to open up and ask a question you know um right is that like that's what we are if we're sitting in this space and maybe it's a predominant group like that's what we want is like just ask me the question um um, I'm sure. sorry about that. um so that's one of the things that i have learned um is is you know don't make assumptions mm-hmm. um you know and it's just be curious and ask the questions mm-hmm. um and then um Empathy and be vulnerable enough, you know, and that's what I do is i vulnerability, you know, and I know Brené Brown talks about this, and i you know mm-hmm. I mean, and she you know she had something going with that, you know, oh, because, she's brilliant, yeah, yeah, and I, and one of the other days somebody asked me, you know, why would I pick you as a coach is that's it because I tell them because I have done the work myself, you know I see how so important right? Like you've done the work yourself. Like you cannot take people where you're not willing to go.
0: Girl, say it again for the back of the room. You, know, you
1: cannot take people where you're not willing to go. And yes. that is like my mantra, you know? Yes. Um. So yes. when I mess up and when I do, like I am, I, I say it, you know? Um. And, and that's it, you know? And when, even when, you know, you think about it when, when you, when you're with organizations, a lot of the time, we, as you know, maybe people in the lower levels, we would share our stories in the you know, in the you know, people know about kids and everything and the leadership program and leaders then, like, yeah, yeah, but sometimes you might never know anything about them, or even if you do, like they don't really, they're not connected, like they don't know what that means to people. When you know, when I could come to work, we're spending eight hours, even probably more sometimes, with, mm-hmm. with in the workplace, you know, that like that becomes your family, you spend more time at work than you do. At home, you know. Yeah,
0: consolidated hours. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. But, yeah. And the awakening has come up for people. I think, like you just said, when people have now been forced to slow down and stay home, you know, it, like it's been reversed. You know, now I'm spending a lot of time at home and I'm like, wait a minute, you know, um, what does that mean for myself? You know?
0: yeah. So. I hope these that are great helps. questions. For, yes, absolutely. These are great questions for now because it's like um, if you are a mom or a parent and an entrepreneur or even a solopreneur, so a very small business starting out mm-hmm. and it's like all of these things that are happening within your home, within your four walls. And where we used to be able to kind of compartmentalize our time, Yes. It's like, we cannot. And so this is like, to me, like stretching these like both and integration muscles in a very unique way. I, I wasn't expecting this routine, <laughs> but it really is. It is.
1: And you see, and that's when we're talking about the polarities where we have been taught either or right. And now yep. you see our lives are blended.
0: Yes, to, they are.
1: You know? And, and so when your lives are blended, you know, you know, you, you, you say, wow, you know, you know, what does this mean? You know? And that's, that's the piece of the purpose, you know, um, that you can have both, you know, um, you could have both because again, people have to make a living for sure, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it comes from a a living
0: for what? Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, what, 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 you know, Oh, what's at stake for me, you know, when, when stuff like this. So yes,
0: yes. I want, I want to transition to your, um, consulting, your coaching practice because I'm I had a pleasure of watching your YouTube channel, the rise above coaching YouTube channel. So go yeah. check it out, please like, and subscribe. And so Joyce has these wonderful, um, interviews with CEOs and, um, yeah. And so they're, they are just very, um, conversational. You really hear about the CEOs, um, just who they are as a person. It's really beautifully done Joyce. So Thank what you. led to that project? what that's
1: great what led to that project is that I wanted I wanted to allow leaders to to see the other side of I would say vulnerability right like mm-hmm. uh, some of the questions I, I I focus on them not not about the business you know I do a little bit I do a little bit of what their mission of organization is but right. as you mentioned you see I asked them what what is this what has this process, what is the self-awareness that you have experienced, you know, um, what are some of the things that you do to take care of yourself? Maybe, you know, and having that spotlight, because, you know, we do it all the time, but sure, you know, leaders showing that type of vulnerability and leaders showing up and saying, hey, here I am, I can, you know, this is, I, you know, this is my almost authentic side of me.
0: Right? Oh my gosh! Uh-huh. I'm thinking about what happens when they show um, this interview, like with their team, yes. with their employees, yes. um, just to kind of see this other side that um, they have access to. Because I mean, that's we are—we just don't show up to work in roles, right? You know, we have um, titles and we have um, responsibilities and contributions to mission, but we are people. And, um, you know, so the more that we can show up and I think that's what the purpose movement to me in an organizational context really embodies is like um, people kind of showing up in the fullness of who they are and um, organizations really have an opportunity, I think, to kind of co-create and just kind of learn like, wow, there's so much more available as an organization in terms of its um, social um, purpose in terms of its community presence, like all of these juicy lenses, when you think about purpose in an organizational context, but when we tap into the people we're tapping into the soul of the organization. Oh,
1: and I, I think
0: that. that is like the, and that to me, that's like the um, evolution of a lifetime. Yes. And it's so juicy. And I'm so curious and, and um, going into it with curiosity and not trying to take a system, a very structural system that got us to this place. So it serves a great purpose. But then like, how do we treat the system as a system that kind of embodies that premise? right? That's like the juiciest sandbox ever to be in. So um, as we are getting ready to close out, I would love for you to share your advice and tips for um, the person that is starting the business. Because like, you What impressed me, one of the things that impressed me about you, Joyce, one of many, is that, like, you are building this practice in the middle of a pandemic,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's, like, one of the things that you um, shared when we um, talked last is that you really have got to love it.
1: Yes.
0: That, and it just gave me goosebumps when I heard you say that. So, um, you know, what would be a couple of things that you could share with someone that might be thinking about starting it or may have started it and may feel a little, um um. Defeated a little bit just because of the context of the time that we're in and those shifts and our plans that we're all having to deal with um, as an emerging business, what would you share?
1: I would I would share, um, you know, what, Dina, you have the purpose piece, you know, you keep saying that. And one of the things is, yes, when, you, when you're when you really living in your purpose, when you really figure out what what, what am I doing this for? the why in your, and not just like you just say, not a business concept, but in, in your heart, in your soul of the why, you know, Um, that's why it's so important. I said, even when things happen and you're knocked down, you still hold, you have something to hold on to that allows you to move forward and, and, and keep going and every step. And you know what? A lot of the biggest advice is, even when we're doing a lot of the racial equities work that we do, a lot of people think that you have to have big wins, you know, and people forget it is the small wins sometimes that make the biggest difference. Yes, so right? It is those yes. small wins. and even as you mentioned, this whole systematic uh, uh, you know systematic thing that we'd be talking about of inequality, I mean it's it's been here for years, mm-hmm. right um, And if we're going to try to do that, yes there there could be a real big change, but even those small wins, is what makes a difference for people, you know. Absolutely. Um, so that's, you know, that's one of the biggest advice I could say, you know. And, you know, and like I mentioned when you read my bio about following your star,
0: mm-hmm. you've
1: got you. It's 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 doable, you know. And, you know, even sometimes I I see myself of, wow, um, how did I do it? But then I don't even pat myself in the back. I'm like, woo, I'm 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 bad, you know. <laughs> You know I'm, I'm like you know you feel good you have to make yourself feel yes. good you do not look for that outside and that yes. keeps you on track you oh, know when you yourself on the back and a last piece is when we and just tying back to what you're saying about leadership is mm-hmm. um you are right like an organization Bob Anderson who does the leadership circle profile said this an, uh, an organization will never outperform the leader mm. you know never outperform the leader. And that's where you ask me, why am I doing these interviews with the CEOs? That's it. You know, those leaders, you know, they're leading this organization. Um, They have to get in tune from, from the, from the lowest position all the way to the top. It cannot be in silos, you know, and just like life, your whole life, your whole being Mm -hmm. cannot be in silos, you know Um, you have to be sure it's intertwined. Um, And that's where the piece of purpose comes in. You know, that's, the fulfillment comes in, uh, oh, the yes. joy comes in, you know. Um, oh yes, oh yes. Because people say, Joyce, I never see you mad." And sometimes they might not know what I've have go, been going, I've gone through, mm-hmm. and, and that's it. I said, "You know what?" Because I give myself grace. That way, you <laughs> you give everybody else grace, you know, and and you and through that there is that collectiveness of two people, two humans, two communities coming together uh, to move things forward. So that's one of the things that I have. I could share as my last words.
0: Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That just, ah, awe-inspiring. So I hope that you're going to come back yes. and um, visit with the Purpose Peeps because like you are the embodiment of living the spark life. And I'm so thrilled yeah. to have you here. So if I'm a leader and I want to um, learn more about Joyce and, you know, maybe um, come on board in her coaching practice, how can people get in touch with you? Um, how do they connect yeah, so I have my website,
1: Rise Above Coaching, um, so they could connect there. Just if you do LinkedIn, um, I connect a lot with people there. Um, we we'll love to have the leaders come in and you know do the interviews, do stuff like this. This is just amazing. Conversations make a difference. You don't know who you're touching by you know some of the things, the words that you share, the wisdom that you share, and that's why um, I had this platform, and that's why I did the CEOs uh, interviews. Yeah. Um, so yes, so that's my website. Um, I'll also share my email at Joyce at rise And thank you for this. It, this is just beautiful. And I, and I'm very
0: honored. Um, you know, you're doing such great work. Um, and so are you, with- my friend. And so are you, my friend. And I'm just looking forward to getting to know you more and, um, you know, possibly our, um, Businesses will intersect at some but I really love the work that you're doing in the world. I love the um, embodiment of who you are and what you bring to um, relationships and connecting. I love your, um, your unwavering um, commitment to perspectives and intercultural communication and just having that as being a part of the um, conversation. I wish you much success in everything you do. And thanks for stopping by the Fox Life Podcast. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you.